0: I didn't sleep a lot last night, Mike. That's cool, dude. Did you dream? What do you, uh, so what does that mean, like two
1: hours for you? It was, it was... you stretching just, your eyes out right now? It was... <laughs> Doing some eye stretches? That's good, dude. You got really Do you ever those... do the thing, do you do the thing where you, like, take your, your eyelashes? You close your eyes, take your eyelashes and sort of pull? Um, so hot, It makes dude. a little, it makes a little popping sound when, <laughs> the, when the, when the, when the, when the, what do they call it? Like the... Is that like a sex the thing, skin, dude? skin, when the skin, like, when you, so, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's yeah, yeah. fantastic. It's such a it's great It's really drink. not
0: like my have you ever seen somebody who can like flip their eyelids inside out? Their eyelids yeah, they inside they out. And you can like no. see them under, ugh, it's so gross. <laughs> it's the grossest shit in the world. It's just red though, right? Because it's sort of it's fleshy. pinkish, but it's yeah. like it's just wrong. It looks it's freaky. It's mm-hmm. like those it people who can like pop their eyes out. Like, I used to be really interested in those people who could like do like cool things with their body, like yeah. or please Believe It or Not, you know what I mean? Where it's like, whoa, this shit, this shit is nuts, dude. But now it's like Body horror is like, yeah. I can't, I can't deal with that shit.
1: It's definitely true that just practicing saying the things that you think will sound good is super useful, uh, one, to test out and see whether they actually come across well, but even just for yourself to have said them before makes them sound much more natural. Right, exactly. Again. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, like looking doing? in the mirror and and trying to like make trying to make yourself smile in a natural way, so that when you have to when you have to force yourself to smile, to people that you find detestable, you it's so much easier that way. You're describing I mean, my morning routine. Yeah, how did yeah, you know? Every day you have a plastic smile as tears roll roll down your cheeks.
1: <laughs> Just one more day, far <laughs> Oh man. Have you ever heard of the story where, like, you know, probably a high school story of the kid who wrote his philosophy paper about fear or, like, about boldness or whatever and just d- handed in a blank sheet of paper and gets oh, an A for it kind yeah, of yeah, thing, yeah. you
0: know? That yeah. boy's name? Albert Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that
1: true? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, yeah. So 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 that kind of thing. It seems like you. It's a bold move, but if you sell it correctly, you can get away with that kind of thing. You know.
0: Yeah. Have you ever done? Have you ever? You don't seem like to be a very necessarily like provocative. I mean, a little. Uh, this isn't necessarily the case. I don't see you as just like taking an opinion and being like, well, guess what? I believe this now, and then somebody is like, yeah, I agree, and you're like wrong because. X. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I'm not that mean about it. I do like the thought technology of trying on ideas and I do do that. I do, but it's mostly for myself. I don't typically talk about them while I'm doing that. Um, Or if I do, it's, it's sort of like in an argument where it's very clear or at least I'm then later making very clear that I'm sort of arguing, I'm making the like devil's argument or whatever, you know, like that kind of thing. I will do that. I, I, I've had my more outrageous moments in high school <laughs> I've done like sliding, <laughs> slightly
0: slightly sh- You also are advocating for Sharia law in high, in high school <laughs>
1: <laughs> you yeah. You can like only eat shawarma or something like that Yeah I, uh, uh, What I, I did I did uh, I unbuttoned my shirt uh, at a, during a speech at a debate thing that I did All the way? School. Well so every time I would make an argument I would un- like but-
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, You just <laughs> like rip you rip your shirt you're like Alex Jones where he'll
1: he'll get a new
0: shirt and then rip it off and yeah. then get
1: a new one. Yeah, it was basically Alex Jones in this debate. And uh, yeah, there there's various stories associated with that, including that one of the people in attendance Ended up being the daughter of a very frequent customer of the restaurant that I worked in with my dad, and one night she came with her parents, and it was one of the most awkward waiter moments I've ever had in my life. <laughs> why? Why hello! Yeah. I know you, and you know me. It's great. You may remember me from. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, I'm I'm I don't typically that was a little bit in order to be outrageous. I don't, but it's probably the only time I've ever done anything that's. That came across as outrageous on purpose, or for the sake of being outrageous. right? I usually when I, when when I'm in a situation and I find myself arguing something that the people around me find find outrageous, or I do it in, in a sort of extravagant way that raises a lot of attention. And like I remember a a discussion about education policy and there was a lady talking about how great the Finnish education system is and she was making this sort of like, we're all so great and everybody has a special talent kind of point and I was like, well... Lady, like I just don't think that's true. And if you look around the room, I think there may be only one or two people who are special, oh, <laughs> uh, including yours including, truly, motherfucker. Right. Take that. Boom. It was a little bit with that sort of attitude, but that and that was the thing that was argued about a lot. But that, that was that was to make a point that I was really heavily, like, truly arguing for, um, and I was just doing that in a way that was like attention getting and, and and sort of. Using the the means of outrageousness in order to attract that attention and make my point. Seizing the means <laughs> of outrageousness. Right. <laughs> okay. Outrageous people across all nations unite. 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 <laughs> I was talking
0: to somebody who didn't think that one like one one person was smarter than another person, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why is that for a lot of people they are unable to conceive of, or don't even necessarily believe in anymore, like the intrinsic value of human life. And therefore the necessary, like what is necessary for valuing humans is their ability to do something or they're smarts or something like that. And so a way of getting around, like a way of um, justifying like universal rights must be in terms of like, well, everybody has a special talent rather than just like you're human and therefore deserving of respect. Which to me is like kind of fucked up, frankly, because if you don't, if you do believe that, then what happens if you find somebody who's like really dumb or whatever and doesn't have any like redeeming qualities, right? And then it's like, well, I guess they don't have any, you know, maybe they don't deserve this, you know,
1: right? Yep. That, yeah, Yeah, that's probably. To totally. Yeah. It, it's. I've never heard that argument made in, in quite that way, but it is, you know, like in 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 uh, I don't even know what the politically correct term of the day is, but like in disabled people's rights, right? Uh, uh, the way that is talked about a lot is is we shouldn't. So there was an article recently uh, somewhere on like, let's say MSNBC uh, about Iceland and various things that the Icelandic folk have been able to do able to do in their in their society. Uh, one of which included uh, basically completely getting rid of Down syndrome by way of. Uh, implementing a policy where I think you're not forced to, but you're highly recommended, and it's sort of become a social contract type thing where every woman does it. When you're pregnant, a couple of weeks in, you can do the test, right? And every woman does that, and it's legal to abort, and uh, they don't make any recommendation, as far as I know, as to whether or not you should abort, but sort of like the way that it's, it's ended up working out is that uh, they've I think in 2017 and 2016 sorry they they there's literally no person with down syndrome was born in Iceland which of course like wow. small populations are like not a super huh. big deal yeah. but a super interesting development uh and and something that that raises I think a, a variety of very very complicated questions about the value of human life in exactly the sort of way that you're talking about right like do we measure the value of a human life in in Is that is the value intrinsic or is there something else that creates that value with which we try and justify it and what how does that relate to these kinds of conversations
0: completely and if you were like a person with down syndrome, man, you'd be fucking pissed. I'll be pissed. I'd be like, fuck you like, uh, you know, uh, on the one hand, maybe they feel like they are that like they are not maybe they feel in some ways that that's like, uh, I don't know. To me that that would make me feel like wow, my life is really not valued by an entire country. Yeah. Right? Like as a Down
1: syndrome person. Totally very very, very true. On the other hand, uh, the individual decisions of those families totally under it, like in a way understandable, right? Okay. If like, right? okay. like, obviously, oh, depending obviously. On no, no 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So uh, that's why that's why I say it's really complicated when because there are so many things that are going into those kinds of decisions and and so many parties that are involved in that in various ways where it's really hard to absolutely say this is so wrong.
0: I assume you're taking those pills that make you not need sleep anymore that are being distributed to no the people who are ever ever running really our society. Body.
1: I have only taken antibiotics once and I think I've literally never taken any medicine otherwise.
0: Wow. What if you got like hit in the head with something? Would you take like
1: Tylenol or aspirin or something? No, I've literally never, like that kind of thing, never taken, I've never taken an aspirin, I've never had any of, I've not even really taken like flu medicine. Wow! Yeah, is that just for strength? Is it just to <laughs> like? Because fuck my fuck you. Yeah, it's the. Alex, I'm. It's all back to Alex Jones today. Yeah, <laughs> oh, very that, They're way. trying to control you. I mean, they are globalists. <laughs> <you know. laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I just I
0: I. Do you defluorinate your water? Is that why you no. have the charcoal? Because you, <laughs> it's uh, it's like uh it's <laughs> it's calcifying your your uh oh, what's it called? Not thyroid. Oh, it's the it's like the almond thing. It's the Descartes uh, believed that it was the amygdala. I can't remember what the thing is, but it's like it's supposed to be your third eye. Yeah, and fluoride is supposed to uh, calcify. So you can't see the the fourth dimension. Yep. Fourth dimension. Totally, dude. That's where it's at. That's why you got to drop acid. It decalcifies, man. Unless you see the real world. Every weekend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Every weekend. (laughs) It's so every morning I cry and smile in front of my mirror, but then every week- <laughs> It's only
0: because you- the reason you cry and smile in front of your mirror is because you're just on acid the entire time and you're freaking the fuck out. <laughs> We've solved the, We've solved solved the mysteries of my life. Yeah, this makes so much more sense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what was popular in middle school in Germany, in Bremen? Like what was a, what, what case? We had like Hollister. We were like, there was a time when people would dress like billboards, bizarrely, right? You know what I mean? Like the it's weird that now brands brands themselves, it's, oh. it's not that a brand itself indicates quality, it's that the quality of having a brand in your clothing is a, is a kind of indication of quality.
1: Yes, yes. It's like the I, ultimate Veblen good. Yes, I, I believe that in middle school, you were young and sort of a little bit foolish, but also you were probably not dealing with like the class of Harvard people that we have around us. And so those people, uh, they think that the way to portray a certain sense of like brand awareness and, and status and whatever is by wearing those brands outright. Whereas the real deal is when you wear something that's fancy and expensive that doesn't have a label completely, on it, completely. but other people recognize it because right. they're awesome yeah, 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 yeah. it's yeah, sort yeah. Of a for, it's almost a form of it's not exactly costly signaling, but it's a form of signaling that 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 says like you're part of the in-group that only you you. not only do you signal something to to the world you're signaling it to a selective pool of people because you you're not even you're b- above everyone else you don't even need to show them how cool you are totally you like
0: don't have to it's signaling that's so uh, that's subtle and therefore more difficult and they're more more like rarefied it's yeah. like you know in, in the kkk where they have like
1: no seriously where they wear really, their white hoods <laughs> yeah
0: it's so cool because they have like you know the grand wizard or whatever that google guy was like Do you remember the google guy was like um I can understand why people join the KKK because they have they have like Grand Wizard. Why wouldn't you? And it's like, wow, dude! Oh my god! You are like really not. You're not getting it, man. (laughs) I was reading about. uh, Have you ever heard? Surely you have. This is the thing. I was thinking about this in terms of like cities, and you're you're a city guy. Uh, It's called like the behavioral sync. You've heard about this? It's like an ethology thing. It's like um, this way that overcrowding happens. They do with like mice, basically. Where they would just uh, they would have them in a colony and, and really really overcrowded and they saw that sort of like weaker males would withdraw from society and sort of like only sort of go around in the night and like uh, larger males would protect food resources and be much more like sexually aggressive and like females would like engage in self harm because they were overcrowded. Hmm. You know what I mean? And I was only thinking about it in terms of like I was reading this article about these. Maybe this is a little bit too much of a jump. But there are these article. There was this article about documentary about these Japanese young men who like don't leave their room anymore like there's something like a million people a million young men in Japan who like don't leave the bedroom like ever you know what I mean and because they just want to withdraw from society they think it's they're just like they can't they can't do it or whatever right? right and they you know make money through like doing Bitcoin, um, yeah, or like coding or something. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do Bitcoin. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Did, what is it exactly that you do? <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Bitcoin. <laughs> I do. I am. I've become Bitcoin.
1: The capitalistic system is taking Starbucks. over. Starbucks. Shitting.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah, they will say, you know, and so in capitalist America you know, shit takes on you. <laughs> that was that song. That's that aha song. That's shit what take... on me. <laughs> shit on me.
1: People used to sing a lot more than they do now. I still sing a lot. And I, I've picked up whistling again. Where I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, become a whi- I become a whistler. <laughs> well, my whistle, baby. I, uh, I, I did, I, I used to whistle a little bit in Wisconsin, actually, as a matter of fact. When I was in Wisconsin, I, I used to whistle. Competitively. And competitive whistling, and, and people would get jealous because a lot of them couldn't whistle. And I was like, hmm, Wow, what a humble brag. <laughs> Nobody could whistle in Wisconsin, I'm no, the only one I know. <laughs> okay. I've had this, I, my snap skills, my snapping skills are not as good as I would like them to be, I'm not particularly... Some people can't it. snap very well, that's true. I'm not a good snapper, but, uh, it's, this is not about football, but, uh, this is a reference you probably don't even... Really I know get. what snapping okay. is, I just didn't think it was funny, okay, <laughs> bitch? But uh, whistling, and so I I do the thing where I walk around campus, and I maybe I'm listening to music, but maybe I'm not even listening to music, and I just whistle like a tune that's in my head. And sometimes it's it's a classical tune, but sometimes it's a poppy tune. And I go, are you any good? Do people get oh, mad? I feel I just Nobody feel like I'm. mad.
0: I feel like I'm fucking with their like oral space. Well, like, yeah, they, but honestly, do you have the right
1: to not listen to me whistling? Maybe not actually. Sorry, it's a public space. Uh, we're all sharing it. You're making noise, and I feel like. There is something nice about walk, you know, especially on a sunny day, but also on a rainy day. Somebody whistling a fine tune. Most people have their headphones in anyway, but don't you miss somebody <laughs> whistling a fine tune? <laughs> don't you you
0: miss are it? like a, you're such a like a classical like a Dickens character. It's like, Hearty-tary. wouldn't you like a man to whistle a, a, sh- a nice fine tune on this when this morning? <laughs> it's a song. You have a song in your heart and a song in your t- in your mouth. <laughs> Certainly I think not that's not. no, I like whistling. I just worry, you know, you live in we live in such uh, Troubled times that you think uh,
1: people might be pissed about whistling about even being happy at all Yeah, they're like I'm just so post, like a switch situation where you can't we can never have a happy poem again It all needs to be Elie Yeah, was that him? I don't know, but sure. might, might have Let's been It him. could that's have been. It it could have that. been. <laughs> yeah, somebody you, will. Is you, is you, yeah, he's he somebody. Nope, but I'm sure it was him. Yeah, I bet you
0: He's like the Winston Churchill of the Holocaust.
1: I'm not even <laughs> Everything, sure what that's
0: supposed to mean. No, but every, every great quote is like Winston Churchill or Mark Twain. Oh, every right, great right, quote right. about the Holocaust or, is Elie Wiesel.
1: That's true, but every great story is about Albert Einstein. The other thing I've been thinking about in regards to
0: whistling is on your whistle list, you on have like my. a, you have like a, and you, your notebook, you have like a, kid,
1: you just have like a row of whistle ideas, a row of like singing ideas. Well, like, and every morning, I go through them, and I'm like, while I cry, <laughs> while I cry, I smile <laughs> up in the mirror. I go through my you, whistle list and decide on the two. You just day. sound like
0: you sound like you're descending into schizophrenia. <laughs> like you're about to like start writing your notes in the walls and your own feces or something. <laughs> Way of the future.
1: Uh, no, I believe that it's bec- we're on the verge of it becoming acceptable to mouth along and maybe even hum along the thing that you're listening to on your iPod or like music device player of choice. Where I think a few years ago, that was still a thing where you looked at people and you thought like, oh my God, this person is absolutely I do. insane. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're insane. I just think it's dumb and bad. It's dumb and bad, exactly. But this is something that I'm really interested in seeing how it'll go. Because if everybody's just listening to their own thing anyway... Why does it you know nobody's going to hear it this is something But I this is, is like states.
0: again your Philip K Dick thing that's just like well eventually everybody will always be listening to headphones instead of just like some people might sometimes but it doesn't need to be the case that everyone does always like <laughs> but I think, the, you know, idea, the idea the idea that just
1: like that just what do you mean I th- so yeah they are, are but again it's, it's like
0: just, it's like get those out of your head you fucking <laughs> you like new Humaneous. way you, you you like new and then you become the speaker the iPod speaks you. It's like mm-hmm. some like you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The iPod's, you, the yeah, iPod's the using you as a speaker. You're not doing
1: Bitcoin. Bitcoin's doing you. That's right. Mm-hmm. Think about
0: that. Twisted and turn it. Actually. Twisted and turn it. It's bad for real though, dude. It's like uh, you know, yeah. The technology speaks through us, not we through technology We don't have any culture anymore. We live in a we live in a codeless there are no codes. We just live in uh just like a slippery surface world where there there is no like normalcy and we're just like in a frenetic race to do the next thing where we don't even know. It could be in it could be in every single different direction. We have no history and any historical understanding and we're just slipping into this greater like ahistorical mass that ultimately like will suck every bit of humanity out of us and people are just like fine with that. I'm really glad we're cheating
1: people up today. <laughs> <laughs> now you can sit in front of your mirrors crying as well. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean
0: It's it's a distraction and not in a good way. I understand that you you know what I mean? Like there's some distractions that are like valuable and you you know, we don't need to be thinking about death all the time. But like you know, <laughs> thinking about it a little really bit. Help. <laughs> I mean just understanding that like, yeah, you know, it's totally fleeting and again this is I'm sure it's like we don't fucking have old people anymore. Old people are just like uh put away and we just have them all scream. As they like dip ship dip them further. Guns dip, yeah, we dip them <laughs> further them in the into like uh like a uh, a you know a stew of madness amongst other sort of like, you know, uh demented older people. This is how my grandma lives. She just lives with people who are just who have lost their minds, right? Yeah. And uh, I just uh, you know, maybe they would have not lost their minds as quickly if they were for example, like with people that they knew, instead of just living amongst other people who have
1: also lost their minds. I'm I'm certainly the last person you need to convince that our generation is flawed in a myriad of ways. Not even our generation. I mean, the present state of the world, regardless of, of like the age of the people who live in it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Our our era, let's say. Sure. But at the same time, so I think the thing that is that is fraught about some a certain kind of notion of conservatism. Uh, even though I... So I'm, I'm on board with some sense of skepticism and some sense of understanding of what the past was and learning from it and whatever. I'm all about being woke, for real. Like, I'm totally yeah. Oh, I, I think I know. that, like, c- cultural criticism and, like,
0: understanding of our history and the ways in which it, like, continues to exert a power in, like, a negative way over us is
1: completely legitimate and, in fact, positive. Absolutely. Okay. On the other hand, though, the thing that we cannot do and the thing thats that it is really easy to fall into is not accept that the future is already here and that we need to embrace it and find ways to make the things that have changed work for us and and make something that is certainly undeniably different but hopefully better in some way out of that where in various discussions i think that we are having as a as i mean certainly as a nation but even just as a as a species uh, we sometimes forget that change certain kinds of changes that society undergoes cannot ever be revoked like there's no command z for society oh yeah never yeah yeah yeah. completely i mean i think the the changes that we are currently still undergoing and that have been happening for certainly a decade but probably a little bit longer than that um they're changes of the scale of like the industrial revolution Mm -hmm. and those always upset orders, right? Like things things will happen and shit has been happening and is going down, but it is not worth crying after the things that we're losing. We need to chase the things that we hope we can gain from it. Mm-hmm. I completely agree.
0: And I hope that those are done in ways that are, that are continuous with hor- historical understandings of ourselves yes. while also understanding that those historical understandings are like, they have, they should be criticized, but not like thrown away wholesale. Yes. The past was fucking dumb, dude. You know, they used to think that if you, uh, no, it was. The, you know, they used to think that if you came, okay, I was wondering how often this happened, cause like they were talking about how mandrake roots, you know like in Harry Potter, like the mandrakes, or whatever, like those tiny fucked up baby looking things mm-hmm. that they would, yeah. Like they were talking about how that was like an actual thing that people believed in, where you would like, if your semen dropped on cow, like cow dung after you were hung, that, that would like make a, that would like make a small child, uh, which is just like you're just so dumb. Like when did they when did they find like a baby and they were like oh this must have been because somebody came in horse dung. Like what does that even mean?
1: That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I mean, the people didn't know how a lot of things worked. There was a lot more beliefs in in in, in soup in the supernatural.
0: But let's say you actually like let's say you ejaculate into horse dung mm-hmm. and nothing
1: happens. What like what's your uh, Well you know? the scientific method is a thing that, that has only really uh, influenced the way that we no, I, generally I think about yeah, problems, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so and so people people didn't even really have an idea of what it would mean to conduct an experiment where you actually do it, right? You were probably just decried a witch and burnt once you did it and that you hope, just hoped that the spirit that you ejaculated into the cow dung uh, thus was also burnt and therefore no child would come of it.
0: You know. But, like, what did. did
1: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. See, you have good historical understandings. This is the kind of thing we need back. I'm very empathetic, believe it or not. Like, my psychopathism only goes so far. I'm very. No, here's the thing. Or it goes too far. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. I'm so good. <laughs> I'm very you've pregnant. gone around the horn I've, I've the yeah, horseshoe it's theory it's gone full circle yeah, yeah 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 I don't even know what that is but it sounds about right where I I, it's not yeah it's no you're exactly right you start at one point right and then you go up and that's psychopathism in it's sort of like basic form where like the the bottom the bottom shoe the bottom the, the bottom end the horse's bottom foot <laughs> gets in the dung, <laughs> and that <laughs> makes a child and that makes a child and
0: that child <laughs> and the child the name is, is Albert Einstein, Einstein.
1: <laughs> and he goes to school and he learns nothing yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's nothing, man. That's nothing. <laughs> I was watching an interview with a guy over the summer, so like over the summer my- I was in a really cool office. Actually, my manager gave me this book about psycho- oh, it wasn't psycho killers. It was cannibal killers. Mm-hmm. I, I used to think that it was offered to me and I knew that it wasn't like from somebody who was killed maliciously mm-hmm. but was just like somebody who had donated their body. Yep. For example. In that, that school, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I would be open to perhaps trying it just as, like, a weird thing that it's, like, thinking of it as meat. But when I read some accounts of it, I thought it really—I didn't really— What I, did the people say? It was this guy who visited this tribe in Brazil or something like that. And they, after, like, conquest or something like that, um, would, you know, eat the thighs of, like, other people. And there was just something about hearing the way that they, like, harvested the meat from the people— whether or not it was rational, it just like made me ill a little bit. Mm. And I, th- I found like, I guess I couldn't, I don't think I could actually abstract
1: far enough away mm. from the idea of a person to don't, eat their meat. But don't you think that's sort of the, it's certainly not the only reason why people become vegetarians, but I think part of the reason is the whole like, let's really think about what this animal used to be and how this thing got from where it is now, well, uh, got to where it is now from like an animal's body. And that that also upsets people in a sort of similar way, and I, I, so I think the process. I'm, I'm I'm saying I think if you if you never even really went to read those accounts, if you were just served a plate of meat, and and uh, maybe even after the fact, but maybe even before, the, perhaps even before the fact, we're just told like this is a piece of uh, human. We call it. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> like you've heard sloppy, Joe sloppy steak. Joe. This is
0: just clean Joe. Yep. Clean Joe. It's a, steak. It's Steril, a Joe steak. Sterile Joe. Sterile. Sterile <laughs> Joe
1: steak. Yep. Yeah. Can't have kids. Uh, and and uh, and it might then not shock you as much if you don't think about it too much. The other thing. So I have a I have a guy. Mm-hmm. Joe. <laughs> you gotta have a guy. His name is not Joe, but though his name is what is his name? His name is Kensho. He's Japanese. He has done a variety of very, very interesting art projects. Uh, he was in Japan, as a matter of fact, for a while with this, like, traveling, performing art troupe. And they did... they did. I'm sure I've talked to you about this before. They did cool stuff, like, going into these rural villages and telling myths and then acting out some of the myths. So they would talk about, like, these figures that would be, uh, like carrying a large wheel with them at all times and then they would wait a couple of months and sort of be with the townspeople and then they would carry large wheels with them and sort of see how the children reacted to it stuff like that really really fascinating work that's almost more sort of like about psychology than it is just about art and he did a project last semester in one of the classes that i was in uh he was really obsessed with the and fascinated by the idea of injection of things into your body and in the way that the ways that we interact with food and especially ways that we interact with strange things that are food or that are considered food by some people. And so he his final project was he made a little stand and sold urine uh, in in a sort of fancy coffee shop kind of way. And so he, yes, you're laughing, but it was... No, I'm not laughing. laughing. No, no, no. It was like really an interesting, artisanal... But I can see that stand. becoming a Starbucks thing. Yes, correct. Like, that was the thing he was going for. That was the vibe he was going for, right? And like he had a beautiful menu. His stand was like... It that was a little urine. planned. Um, it said urine. And then he had... So he he collected the urine from various of his... Including me, various other people. Uh, and he he made like little plaques that were like so you know like the kind of farmer like this is the this is the farmer where a meat came from where like the farmer oh you the did <laughs> <us come> <laughs> <from>. <laughs> they had a picture <laughs> of you yes nice <laughs> and like it is like drinking of, water or something well no but there was a little description of what I had eaten before the sample was collected. As well as like my biography, so it was like sort of like a wine thing, right? He was taking all of these things. You were the terroir. Pieces, yes. yes. <laughs> and and it was you know, it was like the, so here's like the, the a note of this because he had you know, like that kind of thing. And then and then uh, and then he would he would sell it. And he was actually selling it. It was it was in large part it was a, the demonstration of the stand and it was sort of part of the project, but you could actually go in and buy it. And so we had in one of our pre-sessions where we were looking at everybody's final projects before they were presented at this like display situation that BES hosts, we, uh, a lot of us tried some of the urine and he had these like fancy little glasses. Like um, drank it? Yeah. And so we drank oh it. Oh my God, Yeah. Dude. I mean, he had sterilized the shit, right? Like it, there was a process that he processed the urine in various ways where it was like, <laughs> What stress. the fuck, yeah. dude? And so we did what that. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. But it was amazing. Like It was an amazing experience. Um <laughs> he was so uncomfortable uh, Yeah, it. was, but it was awesome because there was this communal aspect to it. It was uh, sort of like a gallery opening a little bit is what it felt like, right? Uh, we were all, it was a little bit fancy, and he was there and like talking about it and talking about the process, and so we drank little sips of urine. I think Paul yeah. Paul was right about the cities, dude.
0: <laughs>
1: You're not going to leave your room anymore, are you? <laughs> So, uh, ooh, I've never tasted urine. I have. Description, salty? So, certainly very salty. It really depended on the sample, too. So I had had, and this was part of the plan, I had had asparagus before. I didn't taste my I was my thinking own. somebody surely had. Yeah. Oh. And so that must have been really rough. The people who tried mine Come were like, on. this was what really What the bad.
0: fuck is... What's going on here?
1: <laughs> Why, though? It's just like, that's just like shock. That's just like Lady Gaga shit to me. Sure, to some extent it is, but I think the thing... So, I think if he had tried to, like, pull this off at the beginning of the class, we wouldn't have done it. And everybody would have been very weirded out. But it was about establishing the relationship, and I, I don't I think that... It was about you would have failed if you didn't do it. No, <laughs> no, no It no. was very helpful. There was, it was not like a long con where he was subtly prepping us for it the entire way through the class. <laughs> yeah. Although that would also have been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's just like a lot of like lemonade and there's like a lot of things that (laughs) just like sort of... (laughs) That was the other thing that he was invoking was like the lemonade stand type thing, right? But because of the nature of the relationship that we had built up, because of the trust that we had established by virtue of sharing a lot of art and like a lot of very personal and intimate sort of stories and like lots of our projects had involved various, um, very intimate experiences. Like people talked uh, about various various things that... That were sort of, it was clear that this was a safe space, stories that were in the class wouldn't be leaving the class, um, and and thus we all were very close. And so I feel like if you took that to the extreme and went a step further and tried the cannibalism thing where like you sacrifice your finger and everybody gets to try like a little piece of it that you've prepared in a way or whatever, I feel like you could pull it off.
0: You, could, I mean, there's a guy in Japan who um, removed his penis and then served it. His famous yeah. chef to people. Yeah. People uh, just because people do it doesn't mean it's cool or, or good. So okay, <laughs> are you, are I'm sure you, you suggest- can get a, you can get away with it. <laughs> that sounds like a world. criminal
1: enterprise. It's not. It doesn't. that's not. That doesn't say, that's not a yeah, I guess. Uh, I mean, I obviously associate a lot of very positive things with food. I really love cooking. I really lo- enjoy. Uh, Maintaining homeostasis. <laughs> love I it. love my when when my body converts uh,
0: carbohydrates into ATP. I fucking love it, dude. <laughs> I love ATP. My, I love my thick curvy ATP. <laughs> I, I love I love my thick curvy ATP. That's totally right, dude. My thick curvy Krebs cycle. <laughs> sodium <laughs> potassium pump. Yeah, Bow. dad bods. That's the new dad bods. The sodium potassium <laughs> pumps, dude. Bitcoin.
1: Uh no, but I there's something very important about that to me, and. I wonder about, will we, will we? I think we will soon, perhaps in our lifetime, come to the point where we do the 2001 thing, right? Where we get, rather than actually eating food, there is there will be the option to do the and type situation where we get all of the nutrients from the thing that will actually also taste good and maybe not be made of humans. Um, maybe. I, th- I think so. I think it's around the corner and it, depending on how well and easily we can produce it, it will solve a lot of problems in the world, right? But I also, at the same time, conservatism, throwback, uh, I don't want to lose my sense of appreciation for good food and exploring tastes and all of the cultural stuff that comes with it, right? So the, part of the reason I was, I was on my southern trip for a while was because I had uh, class in such a way that I couldn't actually have lunch. And I, I was scheduling things in such a way that I didn't really, wouldn't have had the time to appreciate the food that I was eating. And I feel like in those sorts of scenarios, it's. T- I'm totally fine with just sort of like, I would be fine with injecting nutrients into my body in whatever way, right? Uh, <laughs> you just, you're like, throw, throw away everything. Like, I'm fine with just like having a
0: machine that's hooked up to my body that provides me with nutrition that's gathered from the air and converted into
1: Bring it on baby I'm I'm all about it I don't I don't mind I'm you know <laughs> The
0: thing is it's like you say conservatism and to me like I so I I say too and the premise is that when people hear this are going to be like wow they're talking about conservatism I don't want to Oh my I don't, don't want to Trump. Trump. But this is but when I say conservatism I mean literally like holding on to the very few things we still have that make us human beings and like to me Eating is a big part of that.
1: A thing that I have often said and uh, vaguely worried about in terms of the way that I live my life and that I think about the future is how much human can you remove from the human experience before it becomes not, right? Totally. Very important question I think we should be asking ourselves because we're moving, If especially the whole efficiency hype that we're all on and that I'm certainly a part but of. I'm not on. I'm anti-efficiency. I'm, I'm pro.
0: I am like pro entropy. I will I want I will throw my body out to the gears.
1: <laughs> if we because if we I mean you're right, because if we take it to its logical conclusion, uh, we we will want the machines to take over. Right? We will be happy about it. Or we at least we should be because it's the logical conclusion of what we're trying to do currently with the human body and species and sort of as a whole. This
0: is like totally what yeah, you're right. Thank you, Silvano. Nobody will say this.
1: You, but like,
0: doesn't this I mean, make you want? Doesn't
1: this make you want to scream and run away? It doesn't. No, not at all. I appreciate the machines. Let the machines. Uh, I mean, it's haven't the you whole ever seen the thing. Matrix? Well, I have. Oh my God! But You're, but you want the Listen embryo? You want the like?
0: <laughs> You want, lique- you want to be liquefied and, and fed intravenously. I want entirely. to know
1: about it, right? I'm fucking, I don't even know which pill it is, but I'm fucking blue pill. You're I taking think. both of them. You're I'm snoring, you're, you're crushing on <laughs> both and snoring. Crushing at both and going to concerts, <laughs> what I'm doing. Uh, red and blue, mix them up, baby. That's right. <laughs> purple. Purple rain. That's what Jimi <laughs>
0: Hendrix was on. He was on that purple shit. I'm pretty shit. sure that was
1: Prince, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm. but I'm like, I want to know about it, right? Tell me that I'm the embryo. And and uh, but I will tell be, me that again the space baby <laughs> space You you've space talked babies. about this you are the embryo <laughs> But I will I will indulge it in it I will I will float in the liquid and be like this so is the fucking life
0: you're you were like pro experience machine This is like a thing like a guy's like, yo, if you could have the experience machine, experience of like doing something incredibly satisfying if always If we have monitored. the
1: machines to keep our bodies alive because it's obviously a thing we need, bring it on, baby. Experience machine me. But like doesn't, isn't reality more, you don't value reality or reality, you like value like the experience of doing something. There's no difference to it. You, the conscious thing that is Maxwell Black does, will not know the difference. Don't you believe in the external world though? Mmm, I mean you to some extent, hologram, baby.
0: <laughs> what a, oh, hologram, baby. Hey, uh, hey there, baby. Hologram, huh? Hologram, baby. Hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> hey man. This I is should, like your flirtate You're like an so old guy funny. at a bar. Like, hey there, baby. Hologram, baby. You wanna see my hologram?
1: <laughs> damn. Damn. damn, damn. What is, what, is what is that? What
0: is that? I know that. What is that? See, you're snapping. I can snap. My
1: snap is this. What? Yeah, you it's a can't see this. But yeah. I can whistle, baby. <laughs> now you can me because you're making me laugh. <laughs> I can whistle, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, did you know that Justin Timberlake is playing the Super Bowl halftime show and I'm hype I will be there for it. Bam. Bam. What bam. is that from? Bam 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 oh, that back. bam. What is the bam. what is the fucking thing you were you were doing before? Where bam. is it from? It's ACDC Yeah, bam. that's right. That's right. Bam.
0: We need some fucking human ass motherfuckers who are going to say boom, I'm David Bowie, I'm Nikola Tesla, I'm gonna start making like an electric guitar that can electrify an entire- okay, imagine mm. this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna charge my iPhone by playing guitar. Right, and as you do, right, everybody's holding up their phones, mm. but then they're off. Mm. You go and, you and as, the, on. as the like, it, both on a sound and electric charge flows to the audience, and it, they just like turn on about- it. Chris Martin is gonna oh. do this. Boom, boom,
1: boom, Martin. Chris is Martin is gonna- <laughs> Chris Martin is gonna do it.
0: Wow. He's like the ultimate, uh, like, uh, Cholo not Cholo he's just like the ultimate like bullshit guy He's the he's the Tim Ferris uh, he's, he's, he's the Tim Ferris, Ferris, the Tim Ferris. He totally is he's like he's the Tim Ferris of music